0: Namaste everybody. Welcome to Courts this week on Live Law. I'm Tanya Pandey and I bring the most recent court updates to you every week. Subscribe to Livelaw to continue staying updated about legal developments and click the bell icon so you don't miss even a single video from us. Let's begin the episode with judgments from the Supreme Court. Holding that orders of High Court would prevail over the tribunals in case of contradicting orders passed by the High Court and the National Green Tribunal. The Supreme Court on 1st June quashed the proceedings before the NGT, which halted the construction works at Rashikonda Hills in Vishakhapatnam. A bench of Justices B.R. Gavai in Himakoli observed that it wasn't appropriate on the part of NGT to continue proceedings before it, specifically when it was pointed out that the High Court was seized of the matter and has passed orders. Further, until the High Court takes a fresh call on the issue of construction, the bench found it appropriate to direct that the construction will be permitted only on flat areas, the area where construction existed earlier and which has already been demolished. The Supreme Court has held that arrears of pension cannot be denied on the ground of delay in approaching the court as pension is a continuous cause of action. In this case, the appellant had filed a writ petition along with other petitioners before the Bombay High Court at Goa, assailing the action of the Goa government in retiring them at the age of 58 years instead of 60 years. Though the Bombay High Court found the retirement age to be 60 years, considering the delay in approaching it, the High Court held that they were not entitled to any salary or back wages for the two extra years they would have been in service. A bench comprising of Justices M.R. Shah and B.V. Navaratna set aside the order of the High Court to the extent it denied arrears of pension. It held that the appellants are entitled to pension at the revised rates from the day they turn 60. Furthermore, arrears of pension were directed to be paid to the appellants within a period of four weeks. The Supreme Court on 30th May released the petitioner on bail and opined that for invoking the provisions of the draconian Gujarat Control of Terrorism and Organized Crime Act 2015, it is necessary that more than one charge sheet must have been filed in respect of an activity which can be said to have been undertaken by one as a member of an organised crime syndicate on behalf of such syndicate. The Bench of Justices V. R. Gavai and Himakoli was hearing an SLP against the January decision of the Gujarat High Court, rejecting the application filed by the petitioner or applicant for grant of bail in connection with the 2021 FIR, for offences under Sections 312, 32 and 34 of the Gujarat Control of Terrorism and Organized Crime Act. The Supreme Court on 3rd June held that when 90% or more of the creditors decide that it will be in the interest of all the stakeholders to commit settlement plan filed by the promoter of the corporate debtor and withdraw corporate insolvency resolution process as per Section 12A capital of the Insolvency and Bankruptcy Code 2016. The adjudicating authority, NCLT, or the appellate authority, NCLAT, cannot sit in appeal over such commercial wisdom of the committee of creditors. A bench of justices B R Gavai and Hima Kohli allowed the appeals filed, assailing the order of the NCLAT Chennai bench, which had dismissed appeals against orders of the NCLT Chennai. The top court emphasized the need for minimal judicial interference by the NCLAT and NCLT in the framework of the IBC. The Supreme Court on 3rd June refused to accept a marriage certificate issued by R.A. Samaj while considering the bail application of an accused against whom FIR was registered for offences relating to kidnapping and rape of a minor under provisions of the POXO Act. Rejecting the submissions of the Council that prosecutrix, who had levelled allegations of rape, was a major girl and marriage between the petitioner and the prosecutrix had already taken place at R.A. Samaj, the Vacation Bench of Justices Ajay Rastogi and B.V. Nagaratna orally said that R.A. Samaj has no business in giving marriage certificates and it is the work of the authorities and asked them to show the real certificate. In a noteworthy development, the Kerala High Court orally remarked that the offence of rape should be made gender neutral while adjudicating upon a matrimonial dispute moved by a divorced couple over custody of their child. Justice A.M. Mushtaq made this observation during the course of the case when the party brought up the fact that the husband had once been accused in a rape case. However, the husband's counsel argued that he was currently released on bail and that the said allegation was based on unsubstantiated accusations of sex under a false promise of marriage. At this juncture, the court made an oral remark on his concern about Section 376 of the Indian Penal Code not being gender neutral. Let us now go over judgments from the High Courts and other courts. The Allahabad High Court has observed that non-reporting of the seizure of a bank account seized by the police under Section 102 CRPC, forthwith to the magistrate concerned doesn't render such seizure illegal. The bench of Justices Ramesh Sinha and Saroj Yadav made this observation while relying upon and agreeing with the Allahabad High Court's order dated 18th April 2022 in the case of Amit Singh v. State of U.P. and observed that non-reporting of the seizure fourth-way as provided under Section 102.3 CRPC shall not render this seizure illegal, particularly as no period is specified and its consequences have not been provided. In a recent case, the Telangana High Court has ruled that the accused under the Prevention of Money Laundering Act 2002 is entitled to statutory bail under section 167 subsection 2 of the CRPC if the charge sheet is not submitted in terms of section 173 subsection 2 of the CRPC without completion of investigation. Justice K. Lakshman relied on many decisions to observe that section 167 2 of the CRPC obligates the investigative agencies to complete the investigation in a time-bound manner. Justice J. Sridevi of the Telangana High Court has recently directed the police to comply with the requirement of issuance of Section 41 capital A notice under the Code of Criminal Procedure, as the punishment prescribed for the offences alleged was up to 7 years. Section 41A is a notice of appearance before police officer in all the cases where the arrest of a person is not required. The criminal petition was disposed of directing the investigation officer to strictly follow the procedure laid down under Section 41A CRPC and the guidelines issued by the Supreme Court in Arnesh Kumar v. State of Bihar reported in 2014, Volume 8, Supreme Court Cases at page 273. The Varanasi District Court on 30th May heard the Order 7, Rule 11 CPC application filed by the defendants, including the Anjuman Islamiyah Committee, questioning the maintainability of the suit filed by five Hindu women over the Gyanvapi Mosque-Kashi Vishwanath Temple Dispute. The District Judge Dr. Ajay Krishna Vishwesha has posted the matter for next hearing on 4th July. The plaintiffs claim that the present mosque premises were once a Hindu temple and it was demolished by Mughal ruler Aurangzeb and thereafter the present mosque structure was built there. A special NIA court in Delhi has sentenced five accused persons in connection with the Rurki ISIS module case relating to the conspiracy to establish an ISIS base in India and to carry out terror activities in Delhi NCR and Haridwar region during the Kumbh Festival. Special NIA Judge Parveen Singh sentenced the five accused persons after they were convicted under various offences of the Indian Penal Court, Unlawful Activities Prevention Act and the Explosive Substances Act. Considering the aggravating and mitigating circumstances, the court found That it was not a fit case for grant of maximum punishment to the convicts. With this, we've come to the end of today's episode. Thank you for joining us. I am Tanya Pandey for Live Law, and you're watching Courts this week. Have a wonderful day. Subscribe to our channel and press the bell icon. To never miss a video from Live Law.